Good morning. Joining me now is someone to talk about a new invasive insect, the lily leaf beetle, discovered for the first time in Minnesota. And with me is Angie Amborn, the supervisor for the Minnesota Department of Agriculture's Pest Detection Unit. Good morning, Angie. Good morning. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been disgusted now with the Japanese beetle, which we know is an invasive species <laughs> that started, I don't know, somewhere in the mid-2000, 2006 oh, yeah. or something like that. And it's just so frustrating because it eats everything. I have a son who has got into breeding Asiatic lilies. So I was so excited thinking, wow, there's not a lot that bothers Asiatic lilies until I read this that just came out. So let's talk about this invasive insect lily leaf beetle. The lily leaf beetle is a small red beetle, probably easily mistaken for the milkweed beetle that it looks very similar in that same family. But the lily leaf beetle is a invasive insect. I think it was first reported in North America, I think far back as like World War II. And it's just kind of slowly spread in New England in the 1990s. And then most recently, it has been found in Wisconsin in 2014. And it's just kind of been every year they've been finding more and more counties in Wisconsin that has it. And so it's been on our radar for a while and we've been, you know, looking for it and, it, you know, quite frankly, expecting it to show up, but we just haven't had any calls or confirmations of it until this year. So unfortunately, it can be fairly damaging to true lilies. So, you know, those are in the lilium genus and it can also go to other things like uh, lily of the valley or Solomon seals, but it won't go on to daylilies or canna lilies or calla lilies. That's because they are not the true lilies. That's correct. So mainly the Asiatic lilies are some of the true liliums and the oriental lilies, I assume, as well yeah, as like the trumpets. tiger lilies, yep. Okay, well, that's the kind of thing my son is, he's 16 and he's, he's interested in breeding them. And I was, like I said, really excited because there's, as of yet, nothing... <laughs> that really bothers them too much. And now this, where was it found in Minnesota? So it was kind of an interesting story. So the minute we, my group puts out a, uh, a newsletter every month called the Plant Pest Insider. And it was actually another Minnesota Department of Agriculture employee who also has Asiatic lilies and she gets our Plant Pest Insider and she read the article and then thought, oh my gosh, I think I just saw that. And she went out into her Asiatic lilies, and sure enough, and so she called and reported it. And, you know, I was able to get a confirmation. I was pretty sure that it was. So we got it confirmed that it was, in fact, lily leaf beetle. But then the really interesting thing is that now that there's been stories run on it and, you know, on the news, it turns out that it's much more widespread than we realized. So it's probably been here for many more years than, than we've known. So the first report was in St. Paul, but since that report, there's confirmations in Fridley, in Bloomington, and I haven't even gotten through probably 50 more emails of people with suspect lily leaf beetles just in the past day. So is it primarily in the Twin Cities area? So you haven't heard from outstate Minnesota at this point? I have not yet, no. Okay. So the only, only confirmations I have are, like I said, right in, in the metro area. How do they believe this spreads? You mentioned it. It somehow got introduced to North America during World War II, and then it spread from Northeast to Wisconsin in 2014. How are they believing this is being shared across the country? Well, most likely on plant material and shipments of plant material. And people probably sharing lilies. The insect, it overwinters in the soil near the, the base of the flower or nearby, 
And so you dig up one of your, <laughs> you know, one of your Asiatic lilies and you have lily leaf beetle in your yard because you're splitting them or you want to share, you have too many and you give them to your neighbor, you could also be giving them lily leaf beetle. Boy, how can you prevent that? Because I know my son is going to be sharing a bunch of lilies from people in the Twin Cities who are breeders, and we're going to be bringing them down here. Is there a way I can prevent that? You know, I honestly, we've been talking about this for a while, because there's other things that probably spread that way as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of something like the Swede Midge, people sharing brassica crops and moving plants around. And it's just a really difficult thing to, A, regulate. You can't really regulate people sharing their plants with their neighbors yeah. or, you know, local plant sales and people sharing their plants with their gardens. So it's just kind of a difficult thing. So I, I think people just, you, I think the moral of the story is you just have to be careful. I've even been guilty of bringing back a few plants from my moms in Michigan. You just have to be careful and, and be cognizant of of the fact that things can move around, even if something as simple as splitting a plant and sharing it with your neighbor. Well, so how does this particular insect work? It's the insect lily leaf beetle. Does it, what's its life cycle? Is it a grub or anything like the Japanese beetle or is it different? The, the adults over winter, like I said, kind of in the plant debris or in the soil, kind of at the base of the, of the lilies, and they kind of like to hibernate in places that are kind of shaded. And then the adults emerge in sometime in June. And so then now what people are seeing is that they're feeding and they're mating, right? So now they're feeding on the leaves and the plants. And so people are noticing them and, you know, they're bright red. So they're pretty noticeable insect when they're on your on your leaf. And the other thing is that the, they're kind of they're hard to catch. This family of beetles, if you try to grab them, one of their defense mechanisms is they'll drop off the plants, drop into the soil. Like so the Japanese the, beetle does? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The Japanese beetle does do that, although the Japanese beetle is in a different family, but they do something similar. Yes. yes. And then the, the females will lay their eggs on the underside of the leaves and on the flower buds. And the, the eggs are pretty noticeable, I found when I've been out there looking. They're kind of orangish red. And they're, if you flip the leaf over, they're going to just be laid in little clusters kind of right on the underside of the leaf. You know, the larvae will emerge and then they'll be climbing on the plants and eating. And then the crazy thing about them is that they'll cover themselves in their own feces. <laughs> it's called the fecal shield. Yuck. So then <laughs> it's actually pretty gross. But that, <laughs> there's a lot of insects in that family that do that. So it's not fun to pick them off is what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, although I don't mind a little insect poop, but if you're squeamish and not an entomologist, that might bother you. But you are the pest detection unit supervisor, so you're probably used to doing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> is there any way to manage these, have they found? Or is it the kind of thing when you say invasive, that's why they're called invasive, because they're they're hard to, to manage? Well, that's typically a characteristic of invasive insects, is they're often hard to manage. If you don't have a lot of them, you can handpick them. Talk to some gardeners that have been scraping the eggs off of the leaves. If you don't have a ton of Asiatic lilies, you probably can go through your plants and pick the adults off and kill them and scrape off the off the eggs, but you know, their options are there's chemical control options that are available to people. And you know, I'm not a pesticide applicator, application specialist at all. There are some organic insecticides. There's one like azadractin and spinosids that are more organic. I have anecdotally heard of people using 
horticultural oils and insecticidal soaps, but don't know for sure how well those actually work. Well, and then the other question is, does it does it kill other pollinators like the bees, which we don't want to harm, which is kind of the catch-22 of using chemicals or even some organic methods? Right. So, I mean, that's the other thing is if you're you're trying to grow a pollinator-friendly garden, you want to be really careful about what you're what you're applying. Well, how do you expect it to spread? Is there any way to predict that sort of thing? And if a person does find one or think they find one, what should they do? They're, they're fairly good flyers from the research I've seen and what I'm reading. And they can actually, they can spread a fair bit on their own, just, you know, natural dispersal. But what we want people to be careful about, again, about plant sharing. And like I said, I think that it's probably much more widespread mm-hmm. than we first realized. So as the season goes on, I won't be surprised if I get, you know, confirmations from all over. Since this being our first season, we'll just kind of have to see where it's at. But we do still want people to report it to us. And so you can do that through the Arrest the Pest hotline on the MDA website. And those emails will get directed to me, and then I can usually confirm. And the best way to get it confirmed is to send in a picture. And then people can also, there's also a number that people can call that's on our website. Um, that usually also gets directed to me. What is the website? It's arrest.the.pest at state.mn.us. Okay. Otherwise, you could Google Arrest the Pests, Minnesota Department yeah. of Agriculture, and find it as well. Is this going to be devastating to lilies, or is it the kind of thing like when you have Japanese beetles where it just sort of causes damage and doesn't really harm healthy plants, or is it going to be worse? I honestly don't know the answer to that question. I think that remains to be seen because it seems like, from what I've read, in some places it can be a pretty serious pest, and in other places, it doesn't seem to be that bad. And last year, when we found the viburnum leaf beetle for the first time, it was kind of the same thing. Like, it seems fairly pocketed and spotty in, like, some places, even the same thing with Japanese beetles. Some places seem to be worse than others. So I suspect it'll be something like that, but, I, you know, I honestly don't know. We've been talking with Angie Amborn, the supervisor of the Minnesota Department of Agriculture's Pest Detection Unit, talking about the new invasive insect that was discovered in Minnesota, the lily leaf beetle, something to watch out for. Thank you so much for your time, Angie. I appreciate it. No problem. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye.